listeners thanks for coming in today so yeah. we appreciate that and it's uh kind of a cloudy summer day you know i was going to ask you about it's been a nice summer weather wise i guess and yeah. a little bit on the dry side but how about to the uh the rice county fair last time we talked to you you were, you were going out to the fair and yeah they had some some good weather for that how did we everything did. go so well the opening night was a little uh, everybody i think was antsy because we didn't have the fair last year so Wednesday night, which was the first time we changed opening night to Wednesday instead of Tuesday, and it was packed down there. And uh, so we had a few issues with some teenagers and young adults, and and uh, we had to modify how we patrolled the fair and, and make our presence uh, more visible on the midway. And the rest of the fair, I think, went a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, a couple scuffles. We ended up uh, arresting a couple people. But, uh, you know, it's sad. Because I heard the same thing happen at Olmstead County Fair. And it's just, you know, this is time for fun and family and friends to get together. And, and it's, you know, you want it to be an enjoyable time. And you have a lot of young kids out there. And you don't want them to have to see, you know, fights and, and people pushing each other around. So mm-hmm. other than that, I think it was a great time. We had uh, the one day I was out there every day, and I think we had like five heat related medical so um, went through the ice packs and the uh, saline and Mm -hmm. and a few ambulance rides but uh, nothing serious so that's all good and uh, no it was a great time and now um, you know we're halfway through that the summer and we got Lonsdale community days coming up here and a week, and then uh, mm-hmm. before we know it, the feet of Jesse James days will be riding the horses through town again. Right around the corner. Yeah. It's almost here. It's almost that time of year. Uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, the new jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that each time you've been in for a while now. Of course, it's going to become a reality, mm-hmm. but uh, where are we at? To what's the What step are we at in the so process? We're Now we're in the... Um, you know um make it putting it together so we're we're in the planning stages of what's it going to look like how is it going to flow those kind of things so we're meeting every other week with our um architect and um the county board did choose to go with a uh construction um advisor once we get going on it so that we don't have to have per se a commissioner or one someone from the sheriff's office or from parks and maintenance um, be the lead on this because this is a huge project. This is one of the biggest projects Rice County has ever done. And so we want to make sure it's done right. And so uh, we thought that that was probably the best choice or the commissioners did. And so um, every other week we meet with our committee and uh, meet with the architect and we're putting things together. So it's exciting. We're starting to see you know, where things might sit and, um, you know, planning for future expansion if and when we ever have to, you know, add a a courthouse or something like that, if that ever were to come to have the room and and how it would uh, easily go into that building. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's still uh, we're we're keeping busy with it. A lot of work. Like I said, every other week we have about a three, four hour meeting. And uh, I just uh, very appreciative for all the work that everybody's doing to make this happen. Has the uh, site been set yet? St- <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are still negotiating on mm-hmm. on the site, and uh, you know, like everything else, like property values, it's like, oh yeah, you know, we're looking at this. This is about the price range, and then of course, when it comes time to buy, they're like. 
oh, I think we could get a little bit more here. So um, our, we have people working on that, and hopefully, you know, we'll have that done very soon. And, you know, we're working with the city of Fairboat to see if we can partner on some other things in the in the area there. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got three three possible sites set up. So now we, we you've <clears throat> talked about the uh, the new jail. It's also going to be the uh, law enforcement center. The sheriff's office will be included with that, and possibly sometime down the road, maybe in addition to either one of those uh, facilities or perhaps a courthouse. Mm-hmm. How much? How many acreage? What? What? What's the minimum acreage you're going to so need right for now, this? So right now, for for the um, they they say we need about 14 acres for the sheriff's office jail. Um, so we're looking, you know, to if if we set it up for a, about a 20 acre plot, that would give us a little room to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we um, would like to do as well is have a canine training area right on the site as well because. We don't have that, so our our officers have to go out and train different places, and so we figured let's um, let's add a canine field here, and and then we can use that because there's canine officers in the in the region that would come and train with us there as well, and um, it's it's really not a lot of extra. Um, to add that, um, it's, do you it's, use the uh, canines, the police dogs, uh, quite quite a bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have three of them, and um, they're just they're just a great tool. I know. Yesterday, um, they used the canines on a couple traffic stops. They were requested from other places, and um, you know, it's g- glad to see. You know, Fairbo has two again, and uh, um, you know, with the drug task force using it for that, it, it just makes searching a lot easier. Those dogs have a great nose. And, you know, when you need the help, um, when you have like a, say like a fight in the streets out in front of a bar and you roll up with squad cars and say, you know, break it up, break it up. And they don't listen, but you get a dog out and the dog starts barking and people just disperse. And so, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, with the dog didn't have to bite anybody. Um, it's just a great tool for building searches. We we had a burglary that it, it assisted with, with clearing the building, you know, because um, if the person's hiding and armed, you know, I guess we don't want to see anybody get hurt, but we would rather a dog um, um, be, you know, there to try to stop the situation versus an officer having to get into a, a fight for their life, so... All right, that's good. Yeah, uh, let, let's talk about uh, travel and traffic and such. Mm-hmm. We've talked about uh, it's been a very difficult year or two uh, yeah. on the roadways with uh, fatalities and such. And uh, boy, it looks like it's continuing on through the summer. Well, statewide, it's just unbelievable that we're seeing the numbers. Um, you know, record numbers of fatalities, and and we talked briefly before Jeff that you know we. Just in the last month, we've had three serious injury crashes um, within the county. And, um, again, um, speed, distracted driving, and impairment um, are all key factors. Uh, seat belts, you know, wearing your seat belts. And um, we, we had a, a cool thing at the fair where one night we had people see what it was like to be in a about a 15 to 20-mile-an-hour impact and having the seatbelt on and letting them feel what it feels like. So, and try to imagine that if you didn't have your seatbelt on, how you wouldn't have been able to stop yourself from going into the steering wheel or into the dash or into the windshield or anything like that. So, again, we have to keep communicating. We have to keep educating. 
And people have to start listening and, and take um, their driving very serious. And, you know, it's, um, it, it's a matter of life or death. Is distracted driving, are people, you know, heeding the warnings about uh, using their cell phone and such, uh, uh, are not using their cell phone? Well, I just saw a person drive by the studio here holding a cell phone up, and I think he must have been trying to videotape the the building next door. But, you know, his eyes were looking over here holding his phone up. So that right there, it tells me we, we, we still have got, a problem. We still have a problem. And, <laughs> and you know, I, I drive... Uh, the motorcycle sometimes, and and then my squad car is an unmarked squad car, so I see it a lot more, um, you know, in in those capacities. And it, I stop people. I'm like, well, what are you thinking, you know? And it's like, I just, you know, I just had to make this quick call. And it's like, when those crashes happen, how, well, what happened? Well, I was looking down at my phone because it it beeped, and I just wanted to see if it was important and. And yeah, a crash happens. So it's it's just really it. We have to. I I don't know what the answer is because I I try to do things that are funny and eye catching to get people's attention. I try to be serious about stories, you know. And um, if you ever talk to or seen the victims of these crashes um, at the crash scene or even after years afterwards, it's it's just sobering to think that. You know, those things are preventable if people are just paying attention and making driving a priority and, and putting other things on hold until they get to their destination. So, yeah. uh, Once again, Rice County Sheriff Troy Dunn is our a guest today on the KYMN Morning Show. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You know, that has been really in the forefront. You've seen some issues, especially with the pandemic. Everybody locked up and uh, a very unfortunate uh, murder-suicide yeah. um, in the last month or so earlier this summer. Uh, it is uh, still going on. It's still going on, Jeff. Yeah. And and um, we need to, uh, you know, a lot of us say, oh, you know, that looks that looks a little off there or she or he just they're not the same and and we we need to be there for people to step up to say what can i do to help and we have great resources here in rice county uh with the hope center and they have victims advocates that will come out to your house they'll meet you they'll make sure they get you to a safe place and get you through the process and you know i know they say well I don't want to lose that person even though they abuse me or they um, threaten me or whatever it might be. But they have a choice to make as well. And if they um, really love you and want to change your life, then they'll get the help that they need so that they can get back to a relationship that's supposed to be loving and normal and peaceful. And uh, there's way too much of it going on and, and, you know, it's it's not easy for the families. It's not easy for uh, the community. It's not easy for the first responders. I mean, th- that murder suicide, the the victim called in, and you know she was shot approximately two to three minutes later by um, her significant other, and then he took his own life. And it you know those first responders tried to do everything they could, and de- deputies and officers firefighters, paramedics, to try to save those lives. And, you know, that'll be etched in their memory forever. So we need to be there, let people know we're there, 
put the Hope Center number in your phone so that you have it. If somebody asks you and say, hey, I need some help with this, you've got that Hope Center phone number there to give them. It's answered 24-7. They have advocates there for you. And, uh, you know, both Monty Nelson and I were on that board, and, and it's a great asset for us to have. It's unfortunate that we have to have it. I've, I talked to Erica Staub-Absher, the executive director, almost weekly, and she's like, it'd be nice if we di- I didn't have this job because it's it's sad to see that this kind of stuff is still going on. And so we're working so that Erica doesn't have to do that and she can put her creative mind to something else and all of her staff to better things. But uh, So please be there for your friends and family um, if you think that domestic violence is happening and, and speak up and stand up for them, for these victims. Uh, once again, Sheriff uh, Troy Dunn is with us from Vice County. Sheriff, is there anything else you'd like to pass along while we have you in? Well, I uh, not that I can think of okay. at this time, Jeff. I think you you uh, have a little break coming up so you can enjoy a cinnamon roll, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, by the way. That's a nice one. <laughs> I shouldn't have left it there. My mouth is watering as I'm talking with you. but. I know. I do have a break, so that is going to be gone very soon. <laughs> Sheriff, thank you so much for joining Thanks for us. having we me on, everybody. It. Have a great rest of your summer. We'll see you next month. All right. Rice County Sheriff Troy Dunn. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080. KYMN Northfield.